here we go. This is it. This is it. Leadership Lean In. What episode? We're in the 50s. I, I do oh, know that. I yeah. want to say 57. Go on. It, 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 it doesn't matter. We have <laughs> the new reliable. Yes. Our own walking Google. Yep. The Wanster. Wan. He's Wanta. I, I always say he's Wantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one problem. What? I'm kidding. One problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> you hey, did. We're supposed to be clowning you on, not me. Let's go. Hold on, Shoot. but one, as you set everything up, how come you're not in the picture? How come you're not in the frame? <laughs> one behind his Wizard of Oz curtain. Yeah, actually. He is hiding. the he is the wizard of leadership. See what I did there? Yeah. Keep going. He is the wizard of the wizard beards. Of, uh, By the way, to all the single listeners out there, yeah. the, the Wanster is incredibly single. Yes. Juan <laughs> is single, single, ready to mingle. If you are from West Texas, yeah. or South Texas, <laughs> not West. South, South, Texas. South, South Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah Texas. Welcome to Leadership Lean In. We are very excited to have, obviously, the great Erica the Boss Bosco back Thanks. on the I almost said the gram, but the pod. <laughs> and now house resident, you're yeah. like a MGM house resident. You're like a you're like our own little Tiesto. <laughs> <laughs> Juan is here to talk. And when yeah, I say talk, I mean produce yep. leadership content. We're talking today. This is a great title. I'm excited. You can lose games, mm -hmm. but you can't lose the locker room. Nope. And uh, this came from listening to, uh, if you have followed Leadership Lena for any length of time, yeah. you know I love Colin Coward. He is my favorite uh, guy that I listen to talk sports. And he was saying this about a coach the other day. He's saying, you can lose the game. Okay, of course, like you lose games, but you just yeah. can't lose the locker room. Mm -hmm. Which immediately I thought about our context on Sundays. It's like you can have a bad Sunday. Yeah. You just can't lose the staff. So it's always like it's the locker room. It's the team that trumps the outcome. Yes. I think results, we, we, yeah. li we live in a world of results. We're results-oriented. We're results-based. Probably if you're listening to the pod, like you want to be yeah. result-oriented. Yeah, and, and I get that. You're a driven person. Yeah. You want to achieve. I want to achieve. One, yep. it's a different subject. <laughs> it's another pod. Maybe episode 60. We can get there. But um, He's like taking notes. Yeah, he's like, wait, okay. I'm going to be on episode 60. Yeah. No, you're not. Behind the curtain. <laughs> okay. But, but, um, I think, you know, it, it also made me think of Coach Carroll, which, you know, I'm a big Seahawks fan. Yeah, We're from, yes. you, you're from Seattle. I'm from Seattle. Um, you I, know. I popped in there for a few years. Yeah, you you yeah. did. You 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 just blessed the Northwest with your like, presence. And then you're like, I'm back. Nope. 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 LA. Going back to LA. Yep. Hit the track. I'm going, going back, back, back to, to Kelly, Kelly, which is so funny. We would never say Kelly. No. Oh, my gosh. Signs that at Biggie. Is not from California. Sure sign that you're not from California. And yeah. you, you maybe get a um, convertible when you come. Yeah, he's, um, he's Like from, rent a convertible? Yeah, you right, right, right. And you want to stop it in and out right yes. away. Yes, oh so my the, gosh. The first thing we do when yeah. we get to Cali oh is we go to in and out Yeah. And again, so cheeseburger. Cali. Yeah, we so just went Cal. To, yeah, and you post about it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> rest in peace to the notorious B.I.G. Yeah. who respect socially made that mistake his only mistake but uh we're from uh, the northwest and coach yeah. carroll it made me think of you know the worst play in the history of the super bowl the one yard line yeah. 
you know, which, you know, the math and the stats say that's the play they were supposed to run. So the, the offensive coordinator, you know, coach, they run that play. Mm-hmm. Of course, we would all say Marshawn Lynch was yeah. just the Skittle lover himself yep. was standing yep. right there and the we could have easily done that. But, you know, what transpired after that, in my opinion, watching Richard Sherman or mm-hmm. Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, uh, Michael Bennett, a lot of these Cliff Averill, I'm just naming yeah, the whole defense. Yeah, you're like, yeah. like a few of these yeah. guys, and then it's like the whole yeah, right, defense. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, uh, you can lose a locker room. Yeah. And it's not games that matter so much. It's the team, which mm-hmm. I always have believed in. It's all about the team. Yeah. Even in our context for church, like I always think, you know, we meet on Tuesdays. That's when we have staff meeting. I always think the Tuesday meeting is more important than the Sunday meeting. Yeah. Because I've been at churches or I've seen churches where Sunday's really, really great. And and the staff is really, really not as mm-hmm. far as unity, buy-in, uh, morale, uh, great encouragement. A lot of times teams can be divisive. Yeah. Teams can be very, uh, you know, fragmented. And, um, and I think that it, it, it just goes in order. I think leadership is always in order. Yeah. Like it's got to go you, your home, your team, and then whatever yeah. business or organization you're leading or church, whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And so I, I've always believed like pay attention to the team. Yep. The team will tell you how, the organization's doing yeah, it, yeah. and if you go in order then you know that's like the last thing the the results so um rich just called should we oh answer should, answer. should we just put him on speakerphone yeah, yeah, fast yeah this is great okay hold on let's see if Maybe let's see if we can warn, hear him give him a warning rich shot, can you, know? you hear me yes, sir, how are you? yeah i'm doing fantastic you're <laughs> on you're on leadership leaning right now is that okay you're just you're on the pod <laughs> we we uh we actually want to know when yeah. when are you coming back? It's been a, it's yeah. been a number of years since we've had you on the Great Pod. I don't know. You guys never ask me. Oh, it's always like other people. Uh, it's, it's it's interesting. We've reached out to your people. We've had no returned emails. Yeah, I, I think I've emailed personally five times. I'm kidding. I'm that kidding. Can't be true. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. He like takes it serious. We're being facetious, brother. We do. I but do gotta admit. Back. I do gotta admit. The pro, before we press record here, yeah. The great Erica Bos- Bosco was referring to your pod and saying, yeah. "It's a great laugh. It's a great it's listen." So funny. Did you feel like we did that. good together? You and me. Yeah, me and you. How did you feel? <laughs> oh, bro! It takes two to tango, and you and I, we know how to do it. I feel like we do, you know, like, and I, I really like you, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever told you that. Like, I, I really enjoy you. I think, I think we've got a gift. I think it's the gift of synergy that when we come together, it's symbiotic. It's like, it's beautiful. Symbiotic. It's a great, hey, no larger word has ever been used on this podcast. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Totally. totally. Who, who, who do you got on the old pod today? Well, you know, today we're talking with Erica, the Boss Bosco. We're doing, you know, and of course the Wanster's here. Yeah. And we're talking about, here's today's title. You can lose the game, but you can't lose the locker room. We're talking about how, you know, like sometimes you, you lose. The result is is what it is, but you just can't lose the team. It's Any great. thought come to mind when you, when you hear that? It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. You want to know why? Tell me. Because sometimes... Sometimes your outward success can be going up, but your inward integrity can be going down, or vice versa. Sometimes Ooh. it looks like you're going down, but your character's going up. Ooh. And wow. uh, the team is everything. So the team is it's a long everything. game we're playing. That's right. Every season, but 
journey. So you guys mm. can smash it. I just wish I was with you. Gosh, we're gonna so make much, yeah. so much to tell you about. So I can't wait. I'm gonna call you after this, and then and then we're just gonna grab the cameras. We're gonna fly down to Miami. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do another pod. By the way, one of my new favorite words, pod. Just a great word. I know. I love that. You're you're out here using symbiotic, and I'm out here using pod. Remember we used to be we used to say, "Oh, you got me in a 3 p.m. sesh." What do you want me to do with that? <laughs> the good old like the good old after. when someone calls it a sesh. You know, it's like it's a session actually. Also, no, you and I. Sesh. You and I, we also used to get placed before the big guys, like the night service. Yep. There's like the warm-up <laughs> yep. guy. Hey, you're going to go for 20, and then afterwards, yeah. the guy that's 51 years old has yeah. got like an established <laughs> movement. He's going to do the real message, but we're appreciate. These are just called appetizers. Yeah, I just settled that I'm never going to be the big guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like the blooming onion of Christianity. What? <laughs> but to be honest with you, that might be the key. That might be your next pod. Like, never be the big guy. Like, yeah. the only, you know, like, I'm still climbing, dog. Shoot. What does it say about me that I'm I'm still doing the morning show when I go to Hillsong Conference? Like, you you do the main <laughs> session. I'm I'm doing the morning show with Ben Fielding. Something tells me you won't be doing that anymore, Chad. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We love you. But I'll talk to you soon. Guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, he's just the best. That just couldn't have been more perfect timing. We talked about Honestly, calling somebody. I did. And then and then here he is. Yeah. Look at God. Look at God. Look at God. <laughs> he's just the greatest. We do, Juan, have your people yeah. reach out to his people. Yep. Oh, he's a, yes. He's a great man. It will be so, yeah. I'll reach out to his people. <laughs> <laughs> he DMs on Instagram. Yeah. Juan. Juan's so DM new, he's like Googling Rich Jr. <laughs> Who was that guy? <laughs> Rich Jr. <laughs> He's the best. Oh okay. So okay. what we're talking about, you know, um, after that play. Yep. And I was using a, 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 an illustration today with the staff talking about how, you know, I got to Judah is the chaplain of yeah. the Seahawks. He asked me to go fill in one night in San Diego is the, you know, the preseason right after the Super Bowl. Yep. And so it's just all the residue of that play. Yeah. And you could feel for, amongst the player, like it sense, oh, this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose the game. In a lot of regards, he lost a lot of those players, yeah, the locker room. which is the locker room, right? And so I, I go, how do you lose the locker room? I always think it goes back to decisions, decisions yeah. that you're making. You and I are in the decision-making business. Yep. Whether you like it or not, we're making decisions every day. What am I going to wear? Who, what phone calls am I going to pick up and answer? Yep. Yep. Uh, is Juan going to be allowed on the pod or not? Yeah. Oh, you, behind you, the curtain. Yeah, you're just, curtain, you're like you're just making constant decisions, yep. right? And I always think it's the decisions that you make that allow for the locker room to be with you or against you. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's uh, so much of it is nuance. Mm-hmm. So much of leadership is a nuance. Yeah. It's like stuff you can't put your finger on. You're like, ah, I feel it. I know they're good. They're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. They're, they know, they know what they're doing. So I, I put down a, a, a few different things I think are really important. I want to talk to you about, um, lack of execution. Mm. So like when you can't, when you can't follow through, when you can't get your job done, when yeah. you can't execute what we all said yeah. we are going to do. I always think self-confidence, where does that come from? Self-confidence comes from I do what I say I'm going to yeah. do. Yep. And when I execute on my characters, morals, values, standards, uh, appointments, when I execute that, great execution builds great confidence. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like that even with teams. Like when the team's like, we said we were going to do a conference, we got all the marketing ready, all the 
ticket ready, the registration, we got the merch, we got the coffee, we got the blah, 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 boom. And all of the executing builds great confidence. Oh, yeah. If you can't execute, you can't lead a team. No. Because teams rely, they are dependent upon your ability to cross T's, dot I's. Mm-hmm. It's like the old saying, the devil's in the details. Yeah. And the more detail-oriented you can be, the greater the team success yeah. just, just f- flows. Yeah. Um, the next one I put is accountability, which I love this one because I was watching um, Alabama play uh, football recently, you know, Nick Saban. And one of the keys, I think, to his success is he holds everyone accountable yes and i can't stand when i'm around uh organizations where they allow talent to go unchecked Mm. so they're saying we value the talent more than the culture Uh and so this person is allowed to be tardy or have a bad attitude or not you know subscribe to the same values and culture because we're going to tolerate this because of what it's delivering that sends a signal to the locker room it deteriorates culture. It deteriorates culture. And it basically yeah. says like, we're all going to play by these rules, except, except for, I just believe in high accountability. Yeah. You, you know, even reports, you know, like when we have reports in our culture, it's like, Hey, just like, this is right. where this area is at. This is where this team is at. This is where our parking or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Your numbers don't lie. I always right. believe that your, your numbers tell a story. Don't tell, it doesn't tell the whole story, right. but it definitely tells a story. Yeah. And if you don't have accountability, I think people that struggle with being held accountable are only exposing their insecurity. Yeah, because they're probably not executing, which goes back to their confidence. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all, it's all tied, tied together. together yeah. yeah, because the more secure I am, the more I'm like, no, I want to be held accountable. Yeah, well, and if you're executing to the best of your ability, even if your report, like I love what Rich said, like you could be not doing as well and have a great team and like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yes. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think great accountability. I was um, thinking about this person, our church recently, Julie and I sat down with them. Yeah. We're like, how you doing? You know, we want to make sure you're good in the right spot and right position. Blah blah. And she said to us, she was like two years ago, the last, she goes, the last time we three of us sat down, I couldn't handle just a fraction of criticism. Jeez. She's like, here now, two years later, I'm asking for feedback. Like, tell crazy? me what I'm doing. I always think that's growth. Yeah. Like, if you're a leader, you're craving feedback. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that. That the sur- We just did a survey with the church. Yeah, and cool. And the feedback is so great. It's yeah. like, oh, you guys don't like it when we do this, and you really like, and you really wish we did more of this, and yeah. I can't get better without feedback. Right. It's like, think about every great company is asking you, please take our survey. Yeah. But most leaders are like, don't yeah. mess with my ego. Yeah. I'm too fragile. Yeah. You can't be precious and be a leader. Yeah. You can't, That's you can't true. be an eggshell leader. No. The, the, the third one is lack of judgment, mm. which I think, you know, in this scenario we're using one yard line, they made the call that they're yeah. the science, the data, the math said in this scenario, we run this play, which I'm always like, okay, there's science and then there's, there's art like, yeah, and there's, there's common like, sense. There's gut. Common sense, like, there's are like, you there in the moment? There's the but data, like, and whatever. then there's like, there's the guy. Yeah, he's he's the skittle guy. He's, okay, he's he's, he's beast quake is right yeah, there. Right yeah, there. um, fine. but judgment. We're always making judgment decisions. Yeah, we're always making judgment calls. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, he calls it thin slicing. Like mm-hmm. you've got to be quick at just making quick decisions. You know, in 
real time. My money's going here. My time's yeah. going here. The thing that's so interesting about leadership is everybody wants your time. Yeah. And you're always trying to figure out is, you know, I was thinking about Jesus, the greatest leader that ever lived. He's like, don't throw your pearl before swine, mm -hmm. which basically is like, don't spend time in places you shouldn't. I got to make yeah. great judgment calls on where should I put my investment? Yes. Where should I put my effort? Who are my friends? Who's mm -hmm. my community? Who's the people I'm raising up? Yep. And the more I work on, I think you have to work on this, your decision-making skills. Totally. You, you have to exercise this skill. Yeah. Yeah. And in the more that you work on your decisions, the better your decisions become. Yep. You challenge them. Yes. And you go, wait, I could have done this. Why do you, you know, it's like, I, it's like it's such a funny thought, but it's like, there's always 2020 vision in hindsight. Yeah. Like you, you can always look back and go like, well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. Like everyone's an expert in hindsight. Yeah. Opinion, you know? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, sh I should have gone on Waze app instead yes. of the Google map or oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Maps every time. <laughs> maps every yeah, time or I'm, ordering or DoorDash or yes. Postman. It's always regret. But I think we can learn from that. But I think in the to the best of your ability, if you want to win the locker room, win your organization, win your team, mm -hmm. you've got to make great decisions in real time. Yes. Can't always be going backwards and going like, I'm an expert in rewind. Yep. No, it's like, I want to be an expert in real, I'm good at making decisions. And I think that's why you have to give um, the best part of your day to decisions mm -hmm. and the worst part of your day to people. Yeah. What, I what, love that thought. What I mean by that is like you, you get decision fatigue. They say this about judges, yes. that the yes. longer the day goes, you don't want to see a judge at 3 p.m. Yeah. You want to see a judge at sharp at 8 a.m. Because the longer your day goes, the more fatigue you get. Yeah. So if you can, you know, fire and get your decisions going in the morning, then later get a coffee or yep. spend time with people. Yep. But when you're at your best, at your strength, you want to be making decisions. Next one is lack of preparation. You had a great quote about this one. What was it? <laughs> If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Well, do, Leadership do have, 101. Do you have any other ones like that? Like, drop another bar. <laughs> okay. Like ones I've learned over the years. We sweat in preparation. God, I love this so stuff. So we don't bleed in battle. Yeah, I love this stuff. I love this any? stuff. Do you, want, you, do you have one? Uh, Come on, these are good. Wait, preparation ones? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> you got to spit it out, brother. <laughs> You're going to have to say it at if, some point. Uh, if um, you don't prepare today, you will fail tomorrow. Something. Like okay, that. okay, okay. A, uh, your lack of preparation oh, is not good one. does not constitute an emergency on my part. I always like that like one. That. I always like that you could throw that one, flip that around on yeah, somebody, and then you're like, "Whoa, chill. you're like, yeah, yeah." It's like, kind of that's aggressive. An aggressive one. And, but I remembered it because I was like, "That's aggressive." Yeah, and you can always use that one on your spouse, but that's about it. Yeah, you I mean. You We're can, not recommending that. Yeah, I'm not recommending that one. That's um, not. Don't tweet that one no, at leadership leaning. Yeah, don't do that. Your lack of preparation. That's pretty yeah. sassy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's sassy. <laughs> but I do think like, okay, preparation is like excellence speaks. Yep. When mm -hmm. I go to Disneyland, it's screaming at me. Oh yeah. It's just yelling at me the whole time I'm there. All that's I'm being communicated to is like we prepared for you. Yes. The signage, the streets, the the lines that yeah it's just it's prepared yeah. that's how i felt when i went to the masters and i'm walking around augusta georgia and i'm like yeah, oh my gosh it's just yelling at me the excellence yeah. speaks is a is a proverb right it just it, it it talks to you yeah. um preparation 
yells out loud, yeah. I am ready. It's like, you know, a great compliment for communicators. If somebody says to you, wow, you never look at your notes. Yeah. How do you do that when you don't look at your notes? Well, you should be prepared. Mm -hmm. You should be prepared with the speech that you're given or the presentation, or you should be prepared for the moment or, you know, whatever it is, what field, whatever field you're in, whatever yeah. industry, if you're prepared, it sends a signal that you care. Yes. You it's, value it. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, um, by the way, there's nothing worse than being underprepared and trying to prepare in real time because yeah. you feel in your sub in your conscience, you know, you're not, and you feel like everybody else knows. And nine times out of 10, they do. When you're just not even present, you're not even like yes. really in the moment because no. you're trying to scramble through the whole thing. That's it. Yeah. And people can tell, they yeah. just really tell like, and I think if you, if you're going to lead a team and you're going to care about others, you have mm -hmm. to be crazy prepared. Yeah. And that's what makes great leaders, yeah. in my opinion. They're prepared, like, you know, um, right now, this is December, the month of December, and we're yeah. already preparing. Like, we just today rolled out our entire events for 2022 yeah, and we're, our it. budget for 2022. And tomorrow, we're gonna, or Thursday, we're going to finish all of our sermon series for 2022. And, yeah. like, we're just getting everything done because we believe the more prepared we are, the better and the more efficient we're going to be. And that's the great thing post-COVID here. And I say post-COVID sensitively because we're, things are starting to come back yeah. here in LA. Yep. And we're coming out of that. It feels the, you yeah. know, again, I want to be very sensitive to people who have, you know, sick relatives. It feels like we're coming back into a, a normal stride a little bit yeah. here in LA, which is amazing to say. And we're able to prepare again and plan again where we, we weren't able to do anything yep. for a long time. Yep. Just kind of hamstrung, like just waiting mm -hmm. feels good to be preparing. And we know that there's great buy-in with that. And the last one is a lack of connection. Mm. So I'm staying in the back of the room at, you know, this hotel and coach Carol's up there giving a great inspiring speech night before a game Saturday night. That's when they do the big, they do all the little meetings, wide receivers, linebackers, you know, so on and so forth. And then they do one big meeting and then mm -hmm. they go eat. And Coach Carroll's up there. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's doing a great, he's just such a great raw, raw energy guy. Yeah. And you could just tell, like, I was thinking, this is what I was thinking. And who knows if it, it happened or not, but I was thinking who has sat down individually with these guys and connected yeah. with them? How are you doing? How do you feel? What's going on? Yeah. Because they didn't lose a game for a lot of them. That's a big check. That's endorsements. Yeah. That's legacy. That's, on the way to becoming a dynasty. Like right. there's a lot at play here. And so there's the, the grief who's connecting with them on a, on a grievance level. Right. That's a lot of loss. Yeah. You know, when more you're, it's, it's more than a trophy, you know, you have to embrace grief. Yeah. You've gone through major loss in life. Yeah. I've gone through major. If you don't embrace grief it's going to show up one day. Yeah. I just had this thought. Um, I think, my sister passed away, at, I want to say like 12 or 13 years ago. And, um, but the older I get, the more I realize the impact yeah. of grief. I'm older. Yeah. I yeah. know more. Um, and so I imagine like those, those football players, as the time goes on, the magnitude of what they're grieving feels bigger. And if there's no connection, oh. there's no clarifying of like, okay, you, you're taking accountability for that call. Right. And it makes me feel like, you you are meeting me where I'm at. I'm now I can move forward. I'm seen and heard. I'm seen and heard. And until I'm That's seen, connection. until I'm heard, I, you connect with me. Yeah. I can't forgive you. I can't move on. Yeah. 
I can't have, you know, and we all want closure. Even realize that. No, Honestly, no, no, no. They we don't can't. know that that's what they're Many of us don't. Many of us don't even realize that. No. You know, when you're grieving. That's the, I think, to be honest, that's the tough thing about our, our world. Yeah. The church world, you have a lot of people leave you and there's no yeah. closure. There's no conversation. Right. So there's just these open-ended, yeah. you know, grievances. Yeah. And that's difficult emotionally. Mm-hmm. I do think that's why, you know, in the December challenge, I challenge everybody to meet with two or two sessions and oh, meet with brilliant. a counselor because I think that, I you, that. You, you have more stuff you're dealing with them from on an emotional relational level. Oh yeah. Then you realize, and even from the back of the room, maybe coach can sense this totally and it's messing with him. That's what I was thinking too. When you're telling the story of like, I can imagine being coach man and feeling like I let everyone down. And man. what, what does that do to your confidence man. going into another season? And you really have to chuck down yeah. All those thoughts and But I always I always believe it's like group therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to get around and you know gossip together, but you do want to get around and like it helps me sometimes to process, you yeah. know, like w- w- you and your husband or, you know, other great people in the church where I can go like, man, I miss them. They are, wow, yeah. they were amazing. Or, yeah. wow, that could have been, well, wow, before COVID, we were in three locations. Yeah. This thing was rocking. We were pumping. It's sometimes it's good just to talk about stuff. Yeah. yeah. And connect with the locker room. Yep. And go like, hey, guys, we're not going to pretend like this didn't happen. It just kind of humanizes everybody. It does. It does. And I think, you know, what do people follow? Mm -hmm. You know, they admire your strengths, but they relate with your weaknesses. So if you can admit, I'm a human, let me take my Superman cape off, and I also feel what you feel, Mm -hmm. I think there's great buy-in. Yeah. Again, you can lose games, but you can't lose the locker room. What a line. What a line. It's all about, which, you know, let's be honest. We're just using this as, you know, like an image. Yeah. But not as a physical place because the locker room is a stinky, smelly place. <laughs> if you remember your middle school locker room, you're like, wait, hold on. Everyone's Those like, are old I don't know, benches. Like, I don't know if we should be. Where I'm going. Honestly, yeah. I just think Ted Lasso. So I was Oh, that's in. great. Well, that's great. Okay. So yeah. Ted, Ted yeah, I honestly, has redeemed it. Yes. Ted's the best. So, yes. Who did, I just saw that I have Ted. I really amazing things to say about Ted Lasso. I just heard that Jason. S- 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 yeah. Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Yeah. Sude- thanks, Juan. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis <laughs> reached out to somebody uh, about helping. Um, oh, when he was making this show, who was this? Somebody helped him. Somebody, a great athlete was helping him. Who was it? Oh, but I was thinking, of course he did. Of course yes. he reached out to try and get yeah. help. He's just the best. What a great. The locker room. The lasso. Well, uh, do you have any, you, you have a I few do. thoughts? Do you have a couple well, questions? I, yeah, I was, I actually had this thought um, as you were talking, like, let's say you're a leader that's, you're making decisions in real time. That's yep. not an easy thing to do. Right. And let's say you're like, I really believe in this decision. I made it. It's, it has unfavorable outcomes. And now I'm in, in a spot where I've lost the respect of my quote unquote team if you're in that position like what do you what do you do once you've lost it like is it gone forever yeah or how do you how are you recouping the morale yep of team after you've you've led yeah in in that way well i think you know you got to first determine the the damage yeah what was the damage was it mm-hmm. like a game or a super bowl right you know what what the, how much trauma do we inflict yeah. here how much yeah, yeah. drama how much fallout you know, I think part of being a leader is assessing the situation mm-hmm. of going like, okay, how, who's affected by this? 
how are they affected by this? Yeah. Just kind of analytically, in a linear way, removing your emotions and looking at it from, you know, a real um, sober place of yeah. going like, what, what happened? Uh-huh. And then just going through individually. I always think it's just, okay, let's talk to them and then let's talk to them and let's follow up and let's mm-hmm. just try and get good yeah. with every person. And I think that that just kind of, sometimes it, things can be overwhelming and they can be like, wow, every, the locker room is against me. Uh, it's about two people. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. And so let's work with those three. And are there, are they, is the relationship salvageable? Mm-hmm. If it's not, let's part ways. And let's say, thank you so much for your service. And thank you for being on the team. And we really loved you. And we blessed you. Stay sweet. Stay sweet with yeah. everybody. That's our value. If not, then um, th- come on, let's move forward. Yeah. You know, if you're not, if you're not exiting and, um, you know, to the best of your ability, stay kind to everybody. Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah. I love that. And um, when you're talking about judgment calls, yep. like, you're exercising your ability as a leader to make decisions yep. practically. Yep. What does that look like? Like what if they're, you know, I can imagine somebody's listening that like you, they're paralyzed by making decisions. Yep. Where do you even start? Because oftentimes decisions are associated with either failure or success. Mm. So where do you start as a leader? If you feel one, feel paralyzed by yep. judgment calls and two, you feel paralyzed by fe- uh, failure. Well, I think you got to get rid of your faux po, mm-hmm. which is fear of other people's opinions. Yeah, you can't that's let great. You, you know you 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 know there is FOMO, but you there, just dropped that. Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. It I, is so you, real. Fear of missing out is has plagued yeah. our, our our world, but I think fear of other people's opinions might so be bigger because so I'm too. paralyzed by that. What are they going to think? Yeah, How, the way I get great at making decisions that affect a large amount of people mm-hmm. is I get good at decisions that impact me. Yes. So I know that if I can lead me, the hardest person to ever lead is you. Mm -hmm. But if you can lead you, you'll have the confidence to lead others. Yeah. I know how to bring health to me. Mm -hmm. I know how to, you know, it's like self-care or whatever. Like I know how to get sleep. I know how to fuel my body. I know how to, you know, have healthy relationships. I know how to take care of me. And so if I know how to do that, then I can serve somebody else. But I can't serve another person or a team, a family a business if I don't know how to t- lead me. Yeah. So the confidence I have that br- I bring to the team, the locker room, I know how, I know how to lead me. Yeah. It really starts with us. It always starts. Leadership always starts with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I personally love this teaching and uh, it's convenient because we're going to put the full teaching. This isn't even the full teaching. Right. The full teaching is coming out. Friday. In leadership email on mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, that was a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I was loving every second of it. Thank and I was you. like, how are we going to make this funny? Because it is a shameless plug. Yeah, we but do I'm it. into it. Like, but, you know what? Well, I want the full teaching. We work hard on that yeah. email. You and I love. There's you things sh- coming. You should subscribe. I love yeah. doing the email. It's so I fun. I think, you know, one of my favorite things is if when like a business owner or somebody that leads um, screenshots it. And, yeah. and it's like, dude, I love this one. Yeah. It's just like a great practice to write. Yeah. And to get your thoughts out that way. Yeah, it's so great. Okay, I have some, speaking of judgment calls. Okay. It's time for rapid fire questions. Ooh, okay, here I'm we gonna go. I'm going to ask you a few like this or that questions. Okay. It's just a little bit. Yeah. Warm up. Uh, okay, we're going to warm you up. Frank Sinatra or Michael Buble? Oh, Frank all day. Oh, okay, classic. No, I'm not a big Buble guy. Really? No. Well, for Christmas. No. No? no. <laughs> Say no more. No. Uh, hot coffee or iced coffee? Oh, hot coffee all day. Okay. What's your coffee of choice? Americana with cream. Every time. Do you in change the, it in the afternoon? In the, yeah. In the afternoon, I go iced almond milk cap. Oh, wow. 
almond milk. I like an iced almond milk cap in the afternoon, but in the morning time, there's nothing better than hot coffee in the morning. Yeah, I agree. I I did just purchase a coffee maker for home. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I know. That's a grown up purchase. It was inspired by the October challenge, I think. We did coffee at home. Yep. And um, I was like, worst month of my life. But yeah, yes. Roman makes my husband makes all the coffee. At home. Yeah, God bless him. God bless his I soul. I don't know how to make coffee. You think I would? I you don't. Would. <laughs> so I went out and got myself a little coffee maker. Yeah, Juan, we're not even going to ask if you make coffee at home. We already we know, know the answer. We know no. that you do. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, I I actually actually asked Julia to give me some questions. She okay. Some, if you were to be anything else besides a pastor, what would you be? Man. I have so many answers that just came into my head, but I want to choose first my one, first one that came. First one was a rapper. Gosh, that I was going to say you besides went, a DJ. Yeah, DJ, rapper, music. I'd love to be a. I'd Producer? love to anything in music. I would be so yeah. excited. I think, but I do love sports so ridiculously much. Yeah. I would love to do this like about sports. I actually would. I would love that'd to be, be like a commentator or something, yeah, like a, a sport. jur- sports journalist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be fun. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. You start like veering the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we're like, this got weird. Yeah. How did it get it to be about like the point spread about the game this weekend? Yeah. And he's like, and that's how I'm tying that into your personal leadership today. <laughs> um, okay. Last thing. First word that comes to mind when I say these words Zoe. Man, great, fun, amazing people. Decaf coffee. Hell on earth. <laughs> the worst idea known to man. Uh, the devil's ploy to take you out. Uh, the strategy of Satan. Best basketball player of all time. Best Michael Jordan's the best. My favorite is Magic Johnson, but okay. the best is Michael. Best city in the world. Los Angeles. Yep, set you up for that one. Okay, last thing. Tell us something no one knows about yourself. Um, the leaners want to know. No one knows that I have, a, I have a tendency to sleep in hoodies. Like, like, like I love to sleep in a hoodie. Wow. Yeah. He's, during, it's like a cocoon. During, yeah. During the winter months, our room yeah. is so cold because my wife is an ice queen. What? What did <laughs> I just say? I mean, she likes it cold. Like what? Juan, edit that out. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but Julia wants the the house so cold. cold. She loves it to be. She has this whole thought and I, it just, every time she says that, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. She's like the Norwegians. And I'm like, I'm oh, out. Oh yeah. Every Will time she says better, it. Cold? Yeah. The Norwegians. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, you lost me at the Norwegians. Norwegians. Yeah. The moment you said Norwegians, I'm out. No. I'm but cold. she wins because she's the queen. Yeah. And so now I'm in this frigid house. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about my children's safety. Yeah. And I'm having to sleep like all bundled up. So these winter months, your boy is suffering. He's in a hoodie while oh. he's sleeping. <laughs> Well, um, that's all I have for you. Today. That's great. Good I stuff. I just, you know, we, we had, a, we had, I loved it. We had a, we had a phone call. We phoned a friend or yeah. a, f- a friend phoned us. We're going to set that up. Cause that's going to be great. We got to start doing that more. Yeah. We'll call, um, let's, you- let's call somebody. Let's, uh, let's call somebody next time. Who can we call? We can call, um, let's call somebody fun. You know, that was Jason a fun. Kennedy would that, be fun. Oh gosh. He's, he's so funny. funny. He's ridiculous. I can't even yeah. keep up. I just, so, I laughed the whole time. He's so, so funny. funny. We'll call somebody great. Yeah. We love you. Thank you so much for subscribing, liking, commenting on Leadership Lean In, sharing it. And um, also subscribe to the email. As Erica mentioned, keep leaning into the subject of leadership. We're going to get a little bit better. We love you.